Hi, welcome to the Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at the Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. I know one thing for sure, that wherever there's a way, there's also a way off. And wherever there's a right way, there's usually a wrong way right next to it, isn't there? It's just the way life is. is We're faced with these choices all the time. And I believe that people everywhere are looking for something better. And that's why we've been doing this series on Jesus is Better. People are looking for something better, isn't it? They're looking for a way out of difficult circumstances. They're looking for things to work out. We've been with various people this week. We were with some people yesterday who were sharing about their past. And I'm like, dear God, Linda and I were driving home in the car thinking, we don't know the half of it. Our life has been blessed in comparison to what some people have had to go through. And so we know that there is a way out of difficult circumstances. There is a way out of being stuck in the doldrums or stuck in the world's ways, which just seem to be, I said to Linda, it's like being on the hamster wheel. Nothing ever seems to get better. But there is a way, and the way is marked out in God's Word. It's in His Word. And to walk according to the Word of God is to walk in the way. And that's what these kids are going to be introduced to this week through crafts, music, and Bible stories. They're going to be introduced to that. And I think we're doing the right thing, because so many times we try and be so contemporary. Bible stories are the best way. God's Word is always the best way to reach people and not be too clever about it. And I believe that. And so you might say, you know, I've leaned on my understanding for long enough. I felt like that many times. I've tried to get through things on my own strength. I've trusted in my own ability to guide myself. But I just seem to end up in twists and turns. Twists and turns. Life keeps on twisting and turning. Lord, I wish that life was just straightforward and simple. Who's ever wished that? Or can't life just be simple and straightforward? This morning, our prayer is, Lord, show us your ways. Father, by your Holy Spirit that is hovering in this place right now, just begin to awaken people's hearts to a new way, a better way ahead in Jesus' name. And so we want to know his way. And we can say to him, Lord, make my path straight. Show me your ways. Guide me into your will. Let your, let, truly let your will be done and not mine. And there's a reward for that. There's a reward for following his ways, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. A completely different feeling will come over your life. Um, uh, the, 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 the people we were with yesterday, she said, um, you know, um, we've not managed to be in church for a couple of weeks, but I feel like I miss it so much. I feel this disconnect when we're not here. And so I'm, I'm trusting that this morning everyone's connected and we're all, we're all ready just for this short message. Amen? So there is, what is the better way? Jesus is the way. Being born again, hallelujah, being born again by confessing in Jesus Christ as Lord by faith. Amen? If you've been a Christian for a while and you've grown weary, show of hands. No, don't put your hands up. You've grown weary and it's become exhausting, and it's become tiring. Remember 
that you have a better covenant. I'm speaking to Christians now. You have a better covenant based on better promises. There's a better way. Amen? In Hebrew chapter 8, verse 6, it says, Jesus has obtained a more excellent ministry by as much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant which has been enacted on better promises. It's, I just see the word better all the time, a better covenant and better promises. I'm so thankful. I've learned that God doesn't break his promises. He's never broken one single promise in his word. He has always been faithful when I've been faithless. He's always been faithful. And it doesn't matter if you're a pastor or, what it, or a bishop, or, a, or an uh, evan evangelist, whatever you are, fivefold ministry, or you serve in the church, it doesn't matter. He's no respecter of persons. He's always faithful. He's always faithful. And he assures us there's better things to come. Instead of being condemned, we are commended because of faith. Amen? How many of you know the, the, the roll call of faith in Hebrews that chapter, that famous chapter that goes through all of those great names, and it's like the hall of fame. It's like the faith hall of fame there. Amen? But we have, all of those people had faith. They all had to have faith in, in God. We have, we have to have faith in the work, in the finished work of Jesus Christ. It's been done already. He says the victory's been won. I feel, you know, thankfully, because of faith, He's consigned my defeats to my past. He's vanquished my past with, and all its defeats, and he's introduced me to victory. He's introduced me to a life of victory. Now, do I always wake up in the morning when my feet hit the ground, I feel victorious? No, but I know that he has won the, ba he has won the battle. Amen? And so, there's something better. Apart, you know, there's so many different paths you can go down in life. So many different religions, so many different philosophies, so many different faiths, so many different ways to follow. But there's something better that makes Christianity stand out from every single one of those paths, and that's Jesus. Following Jesus truly does change the game. And life isn't a game. It is a serious business, isn't it? So these men that were in Hebrews 11 that followed God's ways, they could have easily been, that could have easily have been the hall of shame and not the hall of fame because all of them had stuff in their lives. All of them could easily have been condemned, but they weren't. They were commended because of their faith. Every one of them had major issues in their life. You know, it's like, you know, I, I, you know I've had someone say to me before, you got issues. I'm like, you better believe it, I've got issues. I know I've got issues. <laughs> But God is making a way for us. And these, these men chose to stick with the better way. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 19. For the law made nothing perfect. And on the other hand, there is a bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. You know, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. One thing I, I do know is that one day faith must give way to sight. 
One day, what we've, even this week with, our, with the team and our prayers and what we're believing for, faith will give way to sight. We will see it. We'll see it at the end of the week. We'll see it in Cowinan. We'll see it in Kincaidston. Faith will give way to sight. This is all in God's hands this morning. This week around these buildings is all in God's hands. And He is going to bring in a young harvest. Amen. And we think, well, we haven't, maybe we've, le- what if we've left anything out. If we're leaving it all with God. What is imperfect in our world will become perfect in His. Amen. He will perfect things. So we're just giving, we're going to have a great week. We're going to laugh and, and maybe cry, but we're going to enjoy this week. Amen. Amen. Something better is on the way. Today, today part of this message is to say that your future can be changed right now. You can initiate a new beginning this morning. From this, from this moment on, your life can be totally different. Amen. The old and the stale ways can, be, can f- fade into obscurity and new beginnings will, be get, will begin to come your way. And keeping on the theme of children, because this is what I feel, whenever we reach out to children, whenever we do kids' ministry, the enemy, Satan, will try and stop that. He will come against that. He hates new beginnings. Satan hates new beginnings. He hates the birth of anything new. He especially hates the birth of a new child because that child has the potential one day to bruise Satan's head. Yeah? So every child, every child in the womb has the potential to, to put another nail in Satan's, we know where he's consigned to. His time is coming. But it's another person that can bruise his head. And um, we've got a friend over in Florida, and he sends, me, he sends me, every day he sends me this email called the Daily Stir. And it stirs, stirs me up. And he said this, birth is the way that all mankind enters into existence on the earth. The devil hates birth because it is part of God's original plan to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. It is how God chose to multiply the earth with mankind that was created in God's image. Birth was the only way Jesus could come into the earth because he had to become flesh like you and me, hey? Satan hates Jesus. He hates God. He hates the Father God. And he hates man because we were made in the image and likeness of God. Is it any wonder why the devil hates birth and has been trying to stop it since the creation of mankind? Every human born is a potential threat to the devil. Amen? Yeah, if you go into the Old Testament in Exodus, you read about these midwives that helped to deliver the Hebrew babies and keep them safe. This week... Those of us that are praying for, all of us here this week, all of us, I'm not just saying those who can be here, you're spiritual midwives. You're making a way for new life, new births to come into the church. If you can't be here this week, it's okay. Pray for us every morning. Pray every day. These midwives helped the Hebrew women deliver their, their babies because there was, an, there was a, a decree out, kill all the males. Kill them. So midwives are important because they're linked with delivering new life into the world. Isn't that right? 
And so we have a task as spiritual midwives to deliver new life into the church. And this week it's going to happen through the children. And do you know what? All of us have been birthed into the kingdom. Somewhere, somewhere, most people will say, my grand prayed for me. Or somebody prayed, somebody prayed me into the kingdom. Or somebody introduced me to Jesus. Amen? But it's because of the assistance of someone who delivered us, who helped us. Now, if you had a divine experience, then that's great. But someone helped me to get into the kingdom of God. Yeah? Someone helped me to get into the kingdom of God. Whether it was an evangelist, someone knocked on your door, a preacher, a friend, a family member. And I want to tell you that there's a great reward. So in Exodus 1.20, it says there, Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. So there's a reward for being involved in delivering new life into the church, into God's kingdom. Amen? So we know it's true. Satan interfered. He tried to, he tried to wipe out the birth of Jesus. Herod got involved. Other nations and tribes and tongues have tried to wipe out the people of God for centuries. Whenever there's something new happening, Satan will try and disrupt it. That's his, that's his modus operandi, as they say. But this is going to be a good week. We're going to introduce these lives to a better way and their parents eventually. And that is what happened. What you, that is our, feel what you're saying. That is what happened in 2008. Was anyone in the church in 2008? Yeah, in 2008, we had a visiting team. They've actually been here three or four times now, and they, they wanted to come again this year. And we had about 12 or 14 young people in our youth group. And this team came, and we reached out into Co-Winning Academy. We did school assemblies. And the next Tuesday night at YUC, there were 80 kids in this, in this room. And, and that, that continued until these young people went to university, got jobs, and all of that. We just had this road that wave, and we are expectant we will see youth ministry revived children's ministry revived. And I want to put this out there. It can't happen on its own. It needs people to work with children, it needs people to work with young people, it needs people to be able to communicate with them and to journey with them. One thing I have been interested in is how we relate to young people, Gen Z. They want to see, they want to see people walking with them. It's not just a Sunday to Sunday thing. It's a daily, daily walk, a journey with and this is, a, this, is the, this is the church. This is the church coming together to be what it's supposed to be. And we will reach and bring in these young people. Do you believe that? Proverbs 3, 6, In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him, and he will make your path straight and smooth. He will remove all the obstacles that block your way. Amen? He will make your paths straight and smooth. Many years ago, there was a, a message on snakes and ladders. Anyone know the game? Snakes and ladders. A hundred squares. And what happens is, um, it was originally conceived to teach the difference between good and bad, good and evil. It was a morality game, snakes and ladders. Um, if you got the Indian version of snakes and ladders, it had um, more snakes than ladders. 
um, and the significance was that it was much harder to stay on the path of good, much more difficult to stay on the right way. And um, so these snakes and ladders, so the board, the ladders represent you climbing up, going to another level, right? Which would be virtues, that's virtuous, good. And the snakes, what happens if you land on the head of the serpent? You come all the way down to the bottom again. And so um, this game, Snakes and Ladders, is twists and turns, snakes and ladders, all of these things, is that there's, there's a message in, in the game that for every time there's a stumble or a fall, there's an opportunity of redemption to go up again. God's grace is sufficient for us. And his forgiveness, he's, he's forgiving. And he always makes a way for us to go back to him and repent and ask for forgiveness and to be made to, to start again. Amen? Do you believe that? And so many people find themselves back to square one. If today you feel like life is always bringing you back to square one, decide on a new beginning, a new start, a new way. Following Jesus really does change the game. Amen? Make a decision to do something new. Amen? Jesus didn't come to earth to die for nothing. He came to redeem you. He came to save the children. He came to save you. That's what he came for. He came to save me. Think back to the year of your salvation. What, much has happened since, since then, probably. But God is still faithful. And he still has a plan and a purpose, according to Jeremiah 29, 11. He still has a plan for your life. Amen? So don't think that you're insignificant. Nothing is insignificant. He wants to help you. Amen? He wants you to start off on a new way. There are battles to fight and win. There are giants to defeat. And you can do it. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I'm finished this word this morning with this. Deuteronomy 28. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If, there's so many ifs in God's word. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. You know, another word there for commandments is like, if you take the prescription that God has given you, if you take what he's prescribed for you, observe it, take it. How many times do you get something from the chemist or whatever and you're like, do you know what? I feel better already. I'll stop taking them. And then two days later, I should have taken, you should have taken the whole course of antibiotics. God, if God gives you something prescriptive, heed it, take it. And his word is, his, his word is medicine. His word is health. His word is healing to our flesh. Amen. So, praise God. Don't despise small beginnings. I'm so thankful for your word that about, we had this um, thing that we, we stood on it for years. I will strengthen your stakes and lengthen your cords and enlarge the place of your dwelling. This place is a building contained, it kind of contains us, but the church is uncontainable. The church is uncontainable. We know that God will make a way 
for his kingdom in co-winning and in Ayrshire to prosper, to grow, and to enlarge. Amen. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.